0: Hey there, I'm Rachel Roberts, and this is Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays! If you just opened up a new smart speaker device, this is HuffPost's daily news brief. Don't sleep on it. Every day, we'll be giving you all the news and lifestyle content you shouldn't be sleeping on. That's everything from the latest political news headlines to answering the important questions. Like, is it normal to sweat at night? Does my dog like it when I use my baby voice? And what's in eggnog anyway? Today, we're talking about the history of Christmas lights and how they became a holiday phenomenon, plus the truth behind why you're kissing under the mistletoe. If you're like me, your heart lights up with joy when you see that first string of holiday lights hung in your neighborhood. But you might be wondering, why do we do this in the first place? According to legend, the 16th century Protestant reformer Martin Luther first added candles to a Christmas tree, inspired by the beauty of twinkling stars in the sky. It's unclear if the Luther story is true, but there is a documented reference to candles on trees as early as the 17th century. Given the hazard of attaching fire sticks to dried out evergreens, it was a huge deal when in 1880, Thomas Edison strung electric Christmas lights around his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Jersey. Two years later, Edison's Lieutenant Edward Hibber Johnson put electric lights on a Christmas tree in a Manhattan townhouse. Those were red, white, blue, and I'm quoting here, as large as an English walnut. By 1890, Edison and Johnson began selling Christmas lights. In 1894, the White House had electric lights on a Christmas tree for the first time. And these lights were extremely expensive. According to Smithsonian Magazine, quote, a string of 16 vaguely flame-shaped bulbs sitting in brass sockets the size of shot glasses sold for a pricey $12, about $350 in today's money in 1900. In 1914, a string cost about a dollar. Lights were ubiquitous by the 1930s. Electric lights may not be quite as pretty as candles, but if you derive any joy from the seasonal glow, they're just as meaningful as those little fire hazards. And if you've been caught under the mistletoe, begrudgingly kissing your significant other in front of your friends and family, you might be cursing the person who came up with this in the first place. Well, it turns out, it's really not clear why we do this. There are many theories. Druids might have hung mistletoe for good luck, and it's possible the practice has unwittingly continued in different forms for generations a Norse mythological story, blames the plant for the death of Thor's brother and warns mistletoe should not be ignored again. Europeans in the Middle Ages apparently associated it with fertility and vitality, perhaps inspiring the idea of kissing beneath the decoration. At one point, the tradition had ground rules. Young men were allowed to kiss women under the mistletoe as long as they had a berry to pluck from the plant. When the berries were gone, the kissing was over. The plant grows on trees with white pearls of berries, creating magnificent orbs that can survive harsh winters. It's a lovely thing of nature that would be nice to kiss near, regardless of tradition, much like a tulip or dog. But mistletoe is also a parasite that kills the trees onto which it latches, draining the host of nutrients to increase its own fertility and vitality. It's a beautiful, selfish monster. So now you know. And you can use this complicated origin as ammo for that moment when you get stuck under the mistletoe this holiday season and need more to say than just, uh, can we not? And with that, you can find all the latest news stories at HuffPost.com. Have a happy holiday. Bye!